0: And gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this a special edition of ESSR Central. Special because we are live, yes. Of course, it is WrestleMania week, one of the biggest weeks in the wrestling calendar. We thought we'd make our weekly news show even better by going out live here. On our Facebook page And on our YouTube page I have of course Stephen Wilson The host of this particular week's ESSR Central And I can't wait to go through the latest week's news And what is my favourite week of the year As we count down towards Wrestlemania But before we get started just going to do a bit of housekeeping Of course this is going live On Facebook and YouTube But you can also get this As you normally do on our podcast platforms This Thursday as well So tomorrow for those watching live all good podcast platforms if you've never caught us before Spotify, Android Podcasts we are on them all you're watching this obviously potentially on Facebook but we are also on Twitter and Instagram at Simplex Retreat as well you may also be watching it on YouTube we've got loads of content on there all the time including the Conspiracy Theory and the Book Tournament the final of which was this past Sunday I enjoyed it I hope everybody else did uh, but I have got two guests with me today to go through the the last week of views, They are polar opposites in the wrestling world. One's a WWE mark, the other's a U Japan mark. One's into football, the other's into rugby. One's a big fan of Panic! at the Disco. The other one likes to groove to Taylor Swift. And you can find one at the bottom of the ESSR fantasy draft table. And the other one is at the top. Yes, it's Ross McLeod and Grant McRobbie. How
1: are we? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. See when Shinsky Nakamura wins the Andre Battle Royal by eliminating all 21 competitors. And then Finn Balor beat Karrion Cross, And then Sonia Deville abuses her power and has Bailey as her tag partner. And then we get all the Damien Priest matches and segments out the way. You're going to be surprised when we shoot right up on that table to 4th
2: That's really wishful yes. thinking there, Ross.
1: It really, it really is. It's been an absolute, um, honestly, had we been a football team, the manager would have left in April. Um, that's how bad we've been this season.
0: I can't talk. i have not been much better. I'm like, I'm like 10 points above you. It's been an absolute horror. I blame that on your brother though. I mean, Kushida. I, I love I blame Kushida, Jack.
1: but my God. Well, Kushida might get a win tonight, you know. They may there may be a live stream later on that covers that, you know. Maybe a new NXT live stream covering all this weekend's action, you know. Sorry, weekend. I'm so used <laughs> to saying weekend. WrestleMania's got that big in a week now. That's why we have to do a special live episode of Central.
0: I know it's mental. You know, two nights take TakeOver, two nights of WrestleMania. You know, the Hall of Fame was last night. I'm not going to talk about the Hall of Fame because we could be there all night. But uh, if you are watching this, Live on any of the two platforms, please comment and give your opinions. You know, if you want to ask any questions about the stuff we're talking about, uh, Ross, uh, your partner's not very happy, uh, Jack Graham, there, such blasting, exactly,
1: exactly. And listen, when Bad Bunny and Damien uh, 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 uh pick up the win in the most important match of this WrestleMania week against Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, hop hop.
2: He's well to be laughing
1: then.
2: Anyway. Be hop, hop, pish. <laughs> <laughs> oh. anyway, let's get in
0: to the last week's news uh, Wrestlemania week really started with a bag last Friday guys because we got the announcement it was the latest guest on the Stone Cold Broken Skull sessions on the WWE Network. Now anybody who's paid attention to Stone Cold's show on the network of the last year He's really brought it. He's got a lot of major guests over that particular time, but most of them predominantly have came from the current WWE roster. Recent examples are Drew McIntyre, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and most recently Randy Orton. But the world was really shook. The wrestling world, anyway, was really shook on Friday when the latest guest for the Stone Cold Broken Skull session was announced as WWE legend and AEW star Chris Jericho was going to be what the, the latest
1: favourite Trump supporter here we go <laughs> <laughs> he was down announced that wall and then break those walls down <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah the absolute craziness of it Jericho on the WWE Network AEW's first champion and a, a very vocal uh, man In the last couple of years against WWE with his podcast Not only is he going to be appearing on Stone Cold podcast He's going to be on the podcast This coming Sunday On Wrestlemania on Sunday AEW's Biggest star Appearing on WWE's network On their biggest night of the year Ross, what the hell is going on?
1: (laughs) I don't know Um, I think CM Punk summed it up Pretty well. He was asked by TMZ, who just so happened to know where he was at that time, uh, about what he thought Vince McMahon would think of it. And is Vince McMahon scared of AEW? And CM Punk said, well, no, because if he was scared of AEW, he wouldn't bring on Chris Jericho, who would mention AEW and then get eyes on AEW's product. The fact that it's been allowed to happen shows Vince McMahon doesn't see him as a threat and you know the whole Wednesday Night Walls thing which really only counts if you live in America because they only go direct to head-to-head to head on TV in America and uh, here obviously it's a different story but yeah I thought it was weird you know you, you need a big guest on WrestleMania weekend and you don't get much bigger than Chris Jericho while he's in another company and he was their first ever champion you know what I mean like a guy who's been so so vocal, he's, he's not shied away from having the likes of, you know, Big Show uh, when he left WWE, uh, Brodie Lee when he originally left WWE and signed with uh, AEW, Boris Batson. Uh, they had, obviously, him on, and they had uh, Hawkins and Ryder on when they were released uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. So he's not shied away from having people on who have had... Less than complimentary things to say about WWE recently, so I think it's such a shock—not the fact that he's an AEW, but the fact that he is such—and such an anti-WWE guy at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout the last couple of months, we've seen so many examples of this forbidden door being blasted open. You know, we've seen the likes of. AEW, Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling all interacting in such way but if there was one company you would not put in this bracket of doing anything with this so-called forbidden door WWE would have been that company which I think has made this even more
2: shocking I know it's absolutely I, I, like it felt like it was an April Fool's joke played like a day late um, how Jericho is going to cope with like, doing that kind of podcast style show without being able to promote Omaha Steaks I do not know you know <laughs> it's has like, is, is he going to get confused? I, I, I think I'm, it's actually. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. As long as they let them talk about whatever they want, and it's not just a case of no, Chris. We can't talk about the present. We're not going on about that. You can only talk about the past.
0: <laughs> well, apparently, uh, uh, Stone Cold came out on the same day because you know every day was was it to find out more about it. And Stone Cold did say Ross that they go into everything, including AEW. Which is crazy, but you kind of think about it, the, there seems to be a bit of a leeway to it. I mean, the Randy Orton uh, Broken Skill Sessions was recorded before Christian's departure, and obviously, Christian was the mentions of Christian remain throughout the whole podcast. So I think it's partly as well the sway of Stone Gold in the company.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, like we saw with, um, with Triple H running NXT, people being mentioned as former world champions. You know when they come into the company the likes of Samoa Joe and Roderick Strong and what have you because they won titles in TNA and Ring of Honor and I think WWE have stopped that that attitude of well you're nobody until you come to WWE I think highlighting past experiences has been good for NXT because it's built stars and it's worked for WWE so to see AEW mentioned, I don't think is as much of a shock as it would have been, say, you know, 2014 when the network first launched, you know, because that was a that was like a big, whenever someone mentioned TNA, it was like, oh my God, they mentioned TNA. Like, you can't mention TNA. It was as if, you know, if people left WWE to go to TNA, it was like, Rob Van Dam left and then he went to sleep for a while. And then he woke up and came back to WWE. <laughs> was he not in TNA? No, he was in his bed. He was having a long, long hibernation. He went nowhere else. He won no one else's world title. You know, he went nowhere. But no, it's it's certainly as weird considering the the back and forth. It's been more of a more of an AEW taking shots at WWE uh, more more directly. I would say, whereas WWE will maybe have a throwaway comment every now and then. But yeah, to see especially at this early stage of AEW's existence to see their first ever champion on the network, is, is a bit of a shock
0: mm-hmm. uh, Grant, there was also over the last couple of days as well the pre-takeover Triple H press conference with the media and he was asked, I believe it was by uh, Gary Cassidy, Inside the Ropes uh, what's, what, does, what do you make of this one? And Triple H was very he was, first he said that he doesn't think it correlates you know, Jericho being in the podcast to having a relationship with these companies. But he also said that he's not surprised that Jericho came on the is going to be on the podcast and he reiterated something he said months before that WWE is open for business. Is that a realistic prospect in the coming months? Could we see, you know, Kenny Omega showing up to slag off Seth Rollins' drip? <laughs>
2: I honestly, I, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see the Forbidden Door becoming the Forbidden Bloody Planet at this rate. You know, there's just WWE has just got such a large roster across the three brands as it is. So how would you even start to squeeze these guys in from other areas? And then egos at the top, they can all give each other the whole ego stroke of "We're open for business." We're open for business. But you know, don't don't get me. Wrong. It's happened in the past. We had the Liger come over for that one match with Tyler Breeze, but that was back in a different time when New Japan was still on the up and coming again compared to where they are now. Would I love to see Omega come in and absolutely V-trigger someone's head off? Oh, absolutely. But it's not gonna happen. Or or the current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, you know, that would be a controversial one.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that is something quick. Before we actually mention said IWGP World Champion, we have a comment from uh, Scott McCloud. Uh, having
1: a go at me, saying it was me at Whitey's Charlotte Flair, <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, Excuse me. That is a massive eye. Listen, you little. Um,
2: Airing the dirty laundry in public, so unprofessional from the low, one of the uh, lower draft oh, abso-
1: Absolute amateur ever. Absolute amateur ever. Jack was on to defend a me, and I'm sure if Gary wasn't working, he'd be on to defend Grant had anything been said Why on the walls like
0: Grant are top of the
1: league? leak. <laughs> because a good a good partner backs his teammate, no matter where they're standing. And you clearly don't have this bond with Scott. But as as Grant said, it reminded me uh of the comments Dean Ambrose made a couple of weeks ago, you know, everyone was trying to be, you know, polite and, you know, Cody Rhodes had his his VP hat on and, you know, Triple H, you know, he, he's a, a COO in a major company. He can't turn around and go, work with him. Are you mad? No. Fuck off. But, <laughs> uh, those, those amateurs? No. Have fun with being the elite. Like, no, obviously he's not going to say that. Like, They are going to stroke each other's ego, it's Dean Ambrose, who doesn't have a dog in the fight, who could leave AEW tomorrow and still go anywhere in the world he wanted, hmm. he... He, would you call it, he came out and went, no, WWE and AEW aren't going to work together, it's not going to happen, accept it and move on, because... Who
2: is Dean Ambrose you speak of? Who is Dean Ambrose? Well,
1: a guy called Jonathan Good, uh, <laughs> I, I believe he's, he's, he's Maxley in. or... Maxley is... Uh, Max, um, He's <laughs> a I,
0: very prominent podcaster, these this?
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um... But yeah, he he came out and said, no, it's not going to happen. I think conversations could happen so that when things come up, such as maybe Christian going into the Hall of Fame or if they're doing something for Edge on the network, Christian can do new footage for them. Or if there's a documentary, if AEW do a documentary on someone, you know, people can be interviewed from WWE. I don't think you're going to start seeing, you know, people going back and forward because there's too much hurt there's people who have you know yeah. left WWE and Wait. don't want to deal with them anymore I don't think people would be happy that they would then have to deal with not only AEW but then WWE you know people left WWE for a reason and there might be people who maybe turned down an AEW contract because they they didn't like what they had to say you know what I mean so I I think we might see some things going back and forth we might see some interviews and new footage filmed with people who are currently on the AEW roster for the network I don't see many matches happening
2: wait let me throw it there been matched one Marco stunt against Braun Strowman
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would love to see Braun throw him about by his giant head (laughs)
2: like he would Uh, launch him yeet
0: (laughs) we i have got to actually move over then, now to Japan and Big U's coming out of Japan over the weekend. Uh, they had their latest pay-per-view, Sakura Genesis. Hopefully I pronounced that right. I'm terrible with that. But yeah. uh big title match went on in that particular show. It was Kota Ibushi defending the title against the U Japan Cup winner Will Osprey. And we got a U champion on that particular show. Kota Ibushi's reign as IWGP. World Heavyweight Champion, very, very short, indeed, only a couple of months. And Will Ospreay's
1: Double become. Email
2: the <laughs> no, no. Technically, his actual World Heavyweight cha- Championship reign never even started because it's a different title, different name for it now.
1: <laughs> well, his title reign. It's a title! It's a title! <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, your is Either way, he lost to Osprey, and Osprey is the first uh, Brit to hold the big belt in you japan uh grant i'll start off with you first from the in-ring side of things uh these two put on a bit of a banger as they have done many times they've met in the past
2: hi and that's it like separate the separate the people like doesn't matter what you personally if you look at it objectively as an in-ring match it is absolutely phenomenal especially some of the bit like the end in 10 like 5-10 minutes it's just unreal and I know people probably like see me saying this, and be like, unfollowed. He's supporting off be gone, gone, gone. But I stand by it. In ring, I love the match. I couldn't, I couldn't help but love
0: it. Yeah, it was, it was a sheer fire. I mean, you know, you Japan, have got a habit of putting on, you know, top class matches. But uh, Ross, you're obviously the non-You Japan <laughs> watching of the of the two guests here. So I will ask you about the flip side of things. Well, Osprey Uh, over the last year has become a bit of a controversial figure in the wake of the Speaking Out movement. So that is what has got a lot of people's nerves here, especially from this side of the world in the UK. Many people see this as an example of New Japan not being in touch with Mm. all the issues that have went on by crowning Osprey as their champion.
1: Yeah, um, I think obviously what Grant said there, when you watch a match like Bell to Bell, you know, it doesn't mean you're supporting someone if you say the match bell to bell was a good match, you know what I mean? Like, um, there's clearly a cultural thing over in Japan where this doesn't seem seen as such a big deal. You know, we saw in the past that people have still been able to make a living and go over there. Um, Michael Elgin is a is a subject of debate in uh, the United States, but he's been a, a figure in New Japan for quite a while. Uh, this isn't a dig at New Japan, by the way. This is just—it's the culture of the country that they are in. Um, yeah. Obviously, the thing to say is obviously because we are live and you know we are liable. Allegations were made against someone in Osprey's life. Osprey defended them, and then there's been allegations of Will Osprey and B Priestley's um, behaviour afterwards towards the person who who came out and spoke about something. You know, just just to clear ourselves up for liable here. Um,
2: statements were made. Other statements were retracted.
1: Yeah, everything statements is, were made. Everything other statements pure. were Yeah, Osprey has never shied away from saying some controversial things. I think that's what happens when you're kind of... When you get everything so young and you're so good so young, you kind of lose touch with the real world and you can do and act a bit like a... a the I don't think that's liable. I think that's <laughs> actually correct. You know, people tend to do that. Um <laughs> must a fun pass it on, says someone who's not related to me for the lawsuit. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it, it reeks of... It's a tone-deaf move. Um, you know, WWE have got some criticism for putting their US title on Riddle. There's been some allegations and uh, comments made about Riddle. People said that was a tone deaf move. There's been the the rumors that Jordan Devlin's been brought over to NXT to lose the title and then that all because some allegations made about him. But yeah, it just seems like speaking out was a big thing in the summer. And then as it's died down, people have started to get work again or people have started to come out of the woodwork. And unfortunately, this is gonna be one that overshadows what was a great match, the, the aftermath and the, the the conversation that will come with while being champion, will open a can of worms and have a very uncomfortable conversation that could lead to, hopefully leads to more people coming forward if they've ever suffered abuse or have something to speak out about. Just try to watch what I'm saying to you, you know what I mean? Because we all no, obviously do support it's, it's it's well people coming out and... Uh, speaking about their experiences and if something's happening please step forward and hold people accountable and don't drop that boy you're throwing about Stephen. <laughs> um, but, but yeah I think the conversation that comes with Will Ospreay New Japan champion is a, a, an ugly conversation that uh, will open a can of worms into maybe attitudes over in that part of the world yeah because the
0: thing about it Grant is clear the you Japan kind of where They want to go with it because I, there was a big talk that there was a big push for Osprey last summer, but the pandemic obviously prevented Osprey from being there. So his push apparently went to Evo. And if you kind of look at the similarities now, Evo won the U Japan Cup, won the title, Osprey's done the same thing. So it's kind of like the even, even despite this one, the, the head up in U Japan still have the big plans for him, especially since obviously there's been a lot of changes in the hierarchy in U Japan in the last year as well. But it's the same bookers at the end of the day.
2: Aye, that's. I mean, there's there's been a lot. There's a lot of controversy around it, and I I I think people shouldn't be disheartened in regards to the fact that you know do speak up about these things and that. But at the same time, you know, there is like things like WWE New Japan. It's it's like any big corporation. It feels like they're almost invincible to an extent. You know, everyone can say they're going to cancel subscriptions and stuff like that. By all means, you, you do what your moral compass tells you to do. And by all means, make people aware of these issues, bring it up. But there needs to be a, a good discourse about it and not the, what you sometimes see on Twitter, where the mudslinging begins and insults get thrown just because people disagree in that, and that's where it starts to get messy. And you know, at the end, it just hurts the fans. Mm-hmm. It is a. it is So, sort of, I mean, for me, for, for what's happened, I'll be honest in regards to I am still going to watch New Japan, I am still subscribed. I do have reservations about even if I take away Osprey as a person just the booking decision of having Ibushi lose that belt when he's named the first champion on it on the first defence I don't quite agree with the booking decision but it's Gero no doubt he's got some sort of plan in the long term as much as people are disagreeing with the short term booking mm-hmm.
0: there is talk of the last couple of days as well Melpsa came out and said that apparently Ibushi's got a bit of a foot injury which is maybe why they took the belt off him when they did but even then the Japan Cup plans will be probably long-seeded anyway so it's probably been a bit of a long-term plan Ross quickly before we move away from this topic there's speaking some tweets I've seen going back to a tweet a certain former WWE champion sent out a couple of years ago that WWE champion being Seth Rollins who infamously a couple of years ago had a go at Will Ospreay on Twitter said we have a guy in WWE who can do everything that you do he's just won the US title in the form of ricochet So fast forward two years, Will Osprey's IWGP champion and Ricochet is hanging about with Alberto, Carrillo, Drew Gulak and everybody else in a random locker room, doing absolutely hee-haw.
1: Something David Campbell said on the conspiracy theory about when we mentioned Ricochet was named, I believe it was most underrated. Um, He said, well, hold on a minute. We just watched Carmella and Bailey, whereas Somali just did everything that Ricochet could do, the flips and all that. You know, so um, I don't deny Osprey's in the crowd a wrestler because is a very underutilised wrestler. I just think the whole thing is a bit no one should stop watching New Japan. I don't that's not what I'm saying. Obviously Grant's right, you'll stop watching New Japan. But you know, Osprey's champ, it's questionable and what's also questionable is that I'm we'll probably touch on later B Priestley might be going to WWE so then that just drags both companies into this moral quagmire that's like oh for sake
0: yes uh, B Priestley apartly going to NXT UK that's something I didn't expect to hear anytime soon Uh, but Greg quickly before we move away from this one uh, again going back to the in-ring side I think definitely one you would recommend if you take away all the other aspects of it
2: I wholeheartedly the, the match itself it's it, there is some bits which kinda of feels like New Japan is guilty of doing in an any thirty plus minute main event where they feel that there is a throwback to a previous thing, but there is a logic part where like the reverse rana off the top rope that Ibushi tries, Osprey lands on his feet again. Ibushi, you've done it six times done before, he's landed on his feet every time. Didn't he be surprised he'd done it at seven? That This that, that, awesome. that's, is that's why I prefer Saber Jr. Because he actually does the whole logic thing It's like, if you try and flip on me I will move I'm not going to stand and catch you <laughs> So, uh, but, yeah, banging match beginning in Especially special, some of the knees near the end I was like, are they actually going for real here? Is there some heat?
0: Well, they've never been shy They've given each other a good few thumps in their matches You know, the match that at Wrestle Kingdom A couple of years ago, for example That elbow to Put the back the of the head the Oh, oh man that was nasty uh, now we're going to move away we're going to go back to WWE side of things and obviously Wrestlemania is coming up we're not going to go too much into the Wrestlemania card itself we have a live stream coming out over the weekend which will go into that in a bit more detail but one thing that's been announced over the last week is there's going to be a special edition of this week Smackdown uh, which they're dubbing Smack- uh, Wrestlemania Smackdown I think it was something like that I can't remember but either way uh, they're Two matches gonna be on SmackDown which many people think would probably have been on the Mania card, probably on the pre-show, one of which is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that's been moved on to SmackDown, 22 wrestlers will be taking part in that particular one, pretty much anybody who's not booked on the WrestleMania card from the male side of things, are, are not, not in the other match that I'm gonna mention, is in that Battle Royal. That other particular match I'm mentioning is a four-way match for the Tag Team Championships, there's been a feud that's built up over the last few weeks on SmackDown and it's going to be the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode defending their tag titles against the Street Profits, Alpha Academy of Chad Gable and Otis, and the Mysterios. So again, two matches that may have made it on the WrestleMania card, Grant, but obviously these probably would have been pre-show matches, and the rumors that we are hearing is that WWE want to make the first match of Saturday a big deal given that it's the first live show with crowds in over the year for WWE and I don't think they want to have their big reactions for the cannon fodder in the battle royal, it's fair to say
2: Aye, that's, I that's I, I can see their point with that and I'll be honest, um, I think it was Ross mentioned it in the group chat about them apparently wanting to limit the size, like the length of each card on the Saturday and the Sunday because I don't know about you's but WWE's, this is the difference between me, for me, with New Japan and WWE, New Japan put on like a, a five and a half hour Wrestle Kingdom there's no promos, there's no talking, it's just matches so I feel that it flows better but WWE's guilty of let's have a 10 minute hype video before every single match. It's like I know the story, I've been watching it, I paid attention enough, I don't need what is essentially two hours worth of hype to make it like a seven hour card. So, bringing the length down, putting these matches on Smackdown and kind of giving us that whole Christmas Eve Eve feel. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's like, you want Wrestlemania? well but guess what we've got some Wrestlemania to put in your Wrestlemania to put in your Smackdown get down with it's,
0: that it's a fair one Ross because if you look at it say the big criticism with the last couple of Wrestlemanias last year excluded is far too long and it sometimes feels that WWE just tries to appease every wrestler by getting them on the card but you look back 20 odd years ago not every wrestler took part in the card you know you had to earn your spot in Wrestlemania I mean granted the Under the Giant Battle Royal you kind of feel yeah that's should be shoved off the card you maybe feel sorry for the four teams in the tag title season because they've at least tried to build something over the last few weeks but getting this shot smack SmackDown might actually be better for them because they might get a bit more time to shine
1: yeah um, just pick up quickly on something Grant said about there's no promo packages for New Japan New Japan uh, in WWE uh, sorry Wrestlemania kind of reminds me of uh, DC and Marvel DC if you pick up a comic book of Batman It's like, you better have read the past six issues of this special and you better know everything about Batman, whereas you pick up a Marvel comic and it's a bit more bright and friendly and, like, it tells you, like, last time in the amazing issues of Spider-Man. The
2: Snyderverse.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so when you move, uh, obviously, WrestleMania, something I said about that was I think now that Smackdown's on a Friday again, and now they don't do this whole thing where they just kind of you mind years ago it used to be footage from fan access and two recorded matches that were recorded before Raw that was the Smackdown before Mania now I think now that it's on Fox and it's this billion dollar deal, it's sort of you get the Raw after Mania, so they're going to try to block the Smackdown before Mania and make it like a four day event which I think is quite cool and you, you talk about the Andre and Jack more about Battle Royal and um, for years they did a Battle Royal but never showed it on TV I think it's fine to do a Battle Royal I think it's fine usually if we have it on the pre-show again that's fine, all the Smackdown before but you're right, not everyone made it onto the Wrestlemania card in years gone by and I think people like that idea of earning your spot in Wrestlemania and they're not being filler but then they're very quick to complain if someone doesn't make the card. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone can make the card of WrestleMania. Not everyone should make the card of WrestleMania. That's just, like, T-Bar and Kalisto and, you know, Tucker. That's not a WrestleMania-worthy contender, you know what I mean? Like, they're in the battle royal for a reason. And yeah, there's exceptions like Nakamura, who will probably win the battle royal. Or finish runner up to whoever does win the battle royal, who, who should be on WrestleMania. But you know, you don't, you don't moan too much about those other guys not being on it. So you can't put one match on the show to just get this one person on the show. You know what I mean? Like as you said, you should earn on your spot. And also, well, you and I watched WrestleMania thirty four and Gary's and you know, I, I didn't get into seven o'clock, and I, I only used to stay like. 15 minutes down the road from Gary and I was getting in at 7 o'clock in the morning after Wrestlemania that's far too long like I love Wrestlemania but 7-8 hours is far too long
0: yeah it's gonna be the two ones are gonna be three and a half hours apparently both nights which is a, it feels a bit nice I mean I've seen a, a thing that's worried me that they might be starting at 1 which I'm not if it starts at 1 that gives me a bit of fear if it starts at midnight fair enough but you know takeover tonight it's starting at 1am but that's Obviously, that's based on the TV deal as well. It needs to start at that time, because that's what starts every other time. Uh, one of the people who have benefited, though, from getting on the card, apparently, is the WWE Women's Division. <laughs> because on night one of WrestleMania, there's now going to be a tag team turmoil match uh, between pretty much every tag team on the women's side of WWE. Potentially more people in it, know because the, t- the teams that have been announced so far is uh, Lana and Naomi. We've got the Riot Squad. We've got uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. And we've got everybody's favourite team of Natalia and Tamina. Now, one thing, apartly, has came out in the last couple of days as well. Wrestlevotes put this out on Twitter. Wrestlevotes is very reputable for the stuff they put out. That apartly, WWE were going to go with the idea of having what they did, I think, at WrestleMania 40, 50, 15 I can't remember exactly the year But they had a battle royal on the pre-show And the two winners of the battle royal essentially Were the ones who would go on to challenge for the tag titles And that year it was D'Lo Brown and Test What's your thoughts on that idea? Would that have been something that kind of Make things a bit more interesting to you To have all these unused women fighting for something?
2: I think, you know, as long as it wasn't presented Like a kind of token Here you go, you're getting on the card Just to kind of pad out the numbers then I, I like i like the idea of it you know and you know tag team turmoil match i mean i thought they've to they keep an adding tease to what's going to be tag team turmoil tornado tables match like you know they, they they really give them like some daft names but you know these kind of big matches do work like the one aw had not too long ago with all the tag teams what was that they're like tag team battle royale sort of thing that ended up with a death triangle winning mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I i i think this woman's one i mean people can take the piss right? things like Tamina and Natalia. Natalia can wrestle yeah she may be uh, her character's kind of lost a lot of its charm in that over time but she is a solid in-ring worker um, and you know anyone says that she's not deserving of a spot there it's like sorry but look at her history she has done a lot for the women's division
0: <laughs> yeah Tamina I mean, on the other hand, we can slag Tamina all we want because she's glad this freaking the day is old, you know I, I, do, I do get your point on Natalia. Natalia is a very good wrestler I think she sometimes her character work has lets her down a wee bit which makes her loss in the shuffle a wee bit but uh, Ross, the interesting thing I think about this match still is we've got these four teams but we've also still got a few wrestlers in the women's division who don't seem to be anywhere near this match or any other match, you know the g- biggest example on the SmackDown side of things, especially is Bailey. I mean, Bailey's had an absolute stellar year, and she's nowhere to be seen. They have teased points in the last week or so. Billy Kay's done a lot of stuff. She's teased some stuff with Carmella. She's not teased anything with Peyton Royce, which seems like a no-brainer, you know. And then you could have Bailey and Carmella, but it's there's, there's a potential chance I think that they may throw another couple of teams in this match. Yeah, I've.
1: I've said I think there might be a wee thing with Sonia Deville. She sort of came back to TV. And her whole thing was like stopping the Street Profits getting a rematch for no apparent reason. Um, but we said we weren't doing automatic rematches anymore. That's all that had to be said to that. Move swiftly on. I'm in charge, you're not. Um, but yeah, Sonia Deville's character came, then just sort of went. And with Bailey not being on the card, as you mentioned, I I have a weird feeling that Sonya is going to show up with a mystery partner, and I think it may be Bailey. I think... They have said tag team turmoil. That's the thing. It's not a fatal four-way as of yet. So, you know, things could change in that aspect. But I, I, I... Whether it was a battle royal or whether it was a turmoil, it's sort of a throwaway thing. You know what I mean? It's the... It's again with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, we have a lot of people that are deserving of a WrestleMania match in this match. We also have some people who are maybe not WrestleMania worthy in this match, you know what I mean? So, the Iconics not being in it, that's a bit crap. Billy Kay and Carmella, you know, that that could be fun Um, and I think obviously Scott, Scott was the one that brought up it was WrestleMania 15, I believe the Battle Royal took place could you imagine the last two people in the ring being Billy Kay and Peyton Royce <laughs> and like just over the weeks Billy Kay starting to melt the cold heart that Peyton Royce has become starting to get back to that stage where Peyton Royce can truly be oh, iconic <laughs> Would that not have just been oh my God. absolutely superb? You know what I, I mean? mean, or or like some odd couple tag team? Billy Kay and anyone is is money for me. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine Bailey winning the battle royal, but like Billy Kay got knocked on her ass the first, you know, two minutes? So she went under the ropes. So her and Bailey are the winners. Could you imagine those interactions with Grumpy Karen and the, the light of our life that is Billy Kay? Honestly, I. Billy Kay should be in this match, alright? That that's what I'm taking for this. Billy Kay should be <laughs> in this
0: Billy, match. Billy Kay was at least on Raw when they kinda of teased the match where they, they up the other teams were there and Billy Kay was just floating about, you know, doing what she was doing. There's some there's some great gifts going out of uh or gifts of memes, sorry, of Billy Kay. Uh, the the Billy Kay thing with Tony Storm at the rumble, and it's one of those Daniel Bryan things, and it's like Daniel Bryan, triple threat match. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you have to see it. They the
1: other big rumor I've kind of seen is uh, Bailey Charlotte could win this battle royal. Oh, that's tag team turmoil. Sorry, you know, imagine that. Nah, that's 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 like a Rock and Undertaker winning the titles and the Attitude around it. It lasts for about a week and then they go on to feud each other. Like it's it's not for me. I I, I would I would mind if Bailey and Charlotte showed up. Uh, I wouldn't mind being Ella you know they've got history in NXT is a good one I like the idea of Baymella Charlotte showing up with a random tag Charlotte showing up with Andrea which is just Andrade in and a wig determined <laughs> 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 to get his job back and get onto the WrestleMania card um, the Iconics being there I think that could be amazing but it, it is sort of a throwaway match and I I don't see whoever wins beating Nia and Shayna I think Nia and Shane are starting to get a bit more momentum again, especially with Reginald next to them. I think they're leaving it with tag titles this weekend.
0: Well, we will hear more about the whole build to WrestleMania on that pre-show, the two pre-shows over the weekend that we're doing live on our Facebook and YouTube channels. Is that Uh, a
1: royal me, Wilson? Is that a royal (laughs) me?
0: (laughs) Yes. we have comments here, Alan Laurie says that Iconics <laughs> reunion will be bigger than Savage and Miss Elizabeth. What a wee,
1: I will be the wee specky guy in the crowd greeting like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a statement that is. You know? <laughs> Never did I ever think I would hear that. Then again, I was on an, e- an episode of Central when I compared uh, Nia and Shayna to Kane and Daniel Bryan. So, <laughs>
1: there we go. Um, What's
2: wrong with you? Oh,
1: don't know uh, lost control worse a train wreck <laughs>
0: uh, we also have another comment from Michael Clough here I think I pronounced his name right he's not a big fan of Naya Jax
1: Naya's cancelled what's Naya done
0: he's also said can we have a drink uh, of what <laughs> Alan's on
1: <laughs> I agree with Alan you cheeky
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez oh, uh, moving back Ross to uh, Raw side of things and the last couple of weeks has seen the breakup of another stable on Raw now I'm not talking about uh, Retribution because who remembers them now <laughs> no they, uh, we're talking about the Hutt business they broke up a couple of weeks ago on Raw with uh, Lashley MVP taking out the frustrations on Cedric and Shelton but there was frustrations as well backstage from the four of these uh, wrestlers because they were not particularly happy with the decision from Vince to split them up and can you blame them? They were the best stable going about on WWE television.
1: Yeah, um, the stable itself was really good. I felt really sorry for them. Uh, I didn't like the fact that Nudie were just kind of out of nowhere, Tag Champs and then AJ and Omos went, oh, by the way, we were going to face you at WrestleMania. And then there was a pay-per-view in between and the Hurt Business got no such, you know, offer or sort of tag team rematch or an ability to get back into the title hunt, you know what I mean? I felt it it just kinda did the group more damage than good. Uh, Bobby Lashley's been on an absolute tear since winning the US title. Um, He's torn through Retribution, torn through Apollo, Sami Zayn, he was torn through Sheamus, battered Drew McIntyre, ragdolled The Miz, he's been absolutely sensational. And I think maybe they thought, oh, we're putting these guys so strong, but we're not putting these guys strong and we can't have weakness around uh, a WrestleMania main event. <clears throat> also, the fact that Drew is sort of a... a loner, he, he wouldn't have had anyone to back him up at WrestleMania. But all I say to that is, you know, Stone Cold went into the WrestleMania main event against The Rock and The Corporation. And, you know the fans loved it and the fans believed it so i really don't see any reason to break them up especially when the guys are happy together you could write them off tv you could go look we're going to have drew beat you in that handicap match and bobby can be upset about it and put out like the, the bounty on boo's head but you could also have you know people that had been maybe taken out by the Hurt Business, come back and defend Drew at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? There's so many ways to get around this and still keep the WrestleMania main event and still keep the Hurt Business together. I just think when when WWE breaks up stables, they very rarely have a plan for them. It is either they break up and then they go into obscurity, every machinery. They break up and then they go to the other random tag teams, you know, the Iconics, every machinery again. Uh, or one of them ragdolls the other one, and one goes on to success, and one is just kind of thrown by the wayside. You know what I mean? That's so for them not to have a plan, and then for them to do it against the wishes of people in the stable. I think it's about crap. You know what I mean? Because you could have still had something to do for three. You know, three of the people that are hanging about backstage not doing anything. Well, you could have had them maybe standing up to the hot business. You know what I mean? Like. I like, you know, we're supporting Drew, you know, you put this bounty on Drew's head, we're not going to, you know, take your money because we don't work for you. You know, you could have worked something like that into the angle. I just feel that there's so many ways that you could have kept this. And when four people are working on something and maybe they'd say to you, look, we don't think this is the right time, maybe listen to them because they're the ones that are going to have to go out there and pull it off. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you mentioned about Drew, I mean, it doesn't help that he goes into a locker room and beats up everybody that's in there. You know, he's not going to have any pal doing that. (laughs) Uh, But Ross made a great point in terms of the stable stuff. I mean, you obviously, big fan of Japan and the stable thing is a big part of that company. But AEW as well. I mean, AEW's got about 20 million stables going on there as well. So it just shows that Vince's idea of how to book groups just is not in tune with any other wrestling company in the world.
2: I think it's shown in the last few years Like Vince just does not like tag team wrestling he is just not big on tag teams he doesn't know how to manage stables I mean anyone that says like you know you can't keep a stable fresh well, well Triple H kept the Undisputed Era fresh for what like about 4 or 5 years uh, the likes in New Japan, Suzuki-gun Chaos and that have been going on for like 5 to 10 years you can easily have a stable stay fresh, changing members over time changing stories and you know, I think Ross has made very good points there about the heart Business. I completely agree with everything that he said there. You know, the, the stable work to stay together. They tore through some people. I mean, look, they, they tore through Apollo Crews so much that he changed nationality and gimmick when he came back. Like, uh, like I, I don't know if, like, they just battered him and he went, went home, watched Coming to America and decided that's my new gimmick and that's the match that I'm wanting to hate at WrestleMania. But, do,
0: do you guys I know it's going to the live streams can talk about this video but do any of you guys have a clue what the hell the nigerian drone fight is going to be what the heck is that
2: <laughs> it actually sounds racist I, I don't even know any other way to say it. i was like this sounds racist like this man is from california and they've given him a fake nigerian accent what is going on here
1: yeah uh, it's either going to be something stupid that is a bit crap or it's going to be something that's just like cultural appropriation the borderlines on offensive, like it's
2: just you, you yous have both seen you both seen the second Ace Ventura film, right? Yes. Is it gonna involve yeah. like how Ace gets his head banged off the drum? Is it gonna involve foot a, a banging your opponent's head off certain drums in like each yeah. corner or something like that?
0: But well, that is a thing that Vince apparently loves watching old things. that's where he gets his stuff from. I think he's only just finished watching Friends. You know, that finished in two thousand and four. So he's probably watched Ace Ventura too and thought,
1: Oh my god, this is you, this is fresh.
2: It's just
1: a show. Well, um, he gave Gail Kim the Matrix gimmick three years after the Matrix came out. So I mean, he's not exactly up to date on things. No. I think as soon I think as soon as we see like general managers in their office answer the phone gone, What's uh that, that kinda of lets you know about the time A period that Vince is watching on TV.
0: He's gonna have in a couple of in like a year or so time, we're gonna get the Joe Exotic. Carol Baskin gimmick thing you know he's just going to be like oh I saw the shoe show on Netflix
2: when he when he does it, when they've done this Nigerian drum gimmick match is it actually going to be allowed on the Peacock network because they're obviously censoring everyone is it going to pass the standards
0: uh, Alan Laurie has an opinion on this particular match he <laughs> thinks it's going to be a Punjabi prison match with drums
1: oh no I'd be for that oh no Punjabi <laughs> prison is insatiable. I love it I
0: won't, I'll the whole no blast to me against it. <laughs> what was the match, um, the match that Moxley um, and Jericho had with the cage that had the plant on it?
1: Oh, um, oh Mitch. met uh, Ah, Ambros
0: uh, The Ambrose Asylum. Maybe something like that, you know, just, you know. Mitch is the a heritage. great
1: character. What character? Mitch was <laughs> a better promo yeah. than
2: Demina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dope. <laughs>
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to go slightly away from the WWE stuff Singulous because obviously our WrestleMania Singulous. coverage is more than just this. As I always do. Uh, yeah, we've got all the other. Our t- we've got, as I say, we've got the TakeOver stream tonight and we've got the two WrestleMania ones at the weekend, which will go into the cards in a lot more detail. But we're going to go through a, lot, a few other stuff uh, over the rest of the show. One thing I'd like to talk to you both gents about it's something that's been a bit of a topic in the uk media over the last week and it's the idea of covid vaccine passports that's something that the governments in both the uk and scotland are being very they're considering very heavily in a way to kind of open up the economy as we move through the summer as the vaccinations continue and it's mainly been talked about around the idea of all these big mass gatherings of events Football, for example, is things that people have been saying a lot of, but also does do other forms of large events, which would include professional wrestling events. Obviously, this could be a way of getting live wrestling back in the UK much quicker than we potentially thought. Uh, Grant, uh, you travel about the UK regularly before COVID ruined our lives to go to various shows. What's your thought of the idea of of these uh, passports to potentially get wrestling back?
2: I think, you know, as the only one out of the three of us that has actually been vaccinated, get the Rungies. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do see merit in it. Um, understandably, it's the, the rights it, it, implications, you know, it could be seen as discriminatory. You know, the same way that, like, people about the whole lanyards and being exempt from wearing masks and, you know, shops aren't allowed to actually challenge that, that sort of thing. It leaves a lot... To me, if anything that's going to move things further forward and, you know, get things back to normality. I think the passports could be something done within reason. I, I don't see it as totally unreasonable. And the, the day, people go, that's an infringement. Well, I'm sorry, but you need a vaccine to go and visit some countries in the world. If you want to go to the likes of Thailand and that, you need certain vaccinations, but, and you have to have a vaccine passport for that. So... Mm-hmm. I think it's just more the fact that people are—it kind of bug them because, like you know, I'm saying it's for going to Thailand, but not everyone goes to Thailand. It's not its not like it's not like going down the shops. I'm off to Bangkok. See you later. Uh, but you know, I think it's because this
1: is something Let that would infringe on your propensities, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> your summer issue is I've, for you and you alone, pal.
2: <laughs> I am saying nothing—nothing nothing that the authorities will allow me to say, but. You know, I think it's going to get people more because this is affecting something that potentially they are doing on the regular. Because, yeah, like Steve said, I was, like, I think before pandemic, like, in the year... If you go back twenty, like, 2018, 2019, I think I was in London at least five times for different shows. I went to Chicago to All In. I've been to Manchester almost every other month for shows. I've been to Progress, Rev Pro. You know, you name it, i would pretty much been there. And uh, New Japan and London as well. So, you know... And you look at how big those gatherings could be, like the New Japan show in London, I think it was like six or 7,000 folk. You know, if, if a vaccine passport is going to give people that peace of mind and lets the events go ahead, then yes, I, I definitely believe it should be something that but I think they do need to weigh up. How, how do you include people that perhaps can't be vaccinated? You know, because it, it would feel a bit unfair. It's like, well, you're pregnant or you've got another health condition. So, no, sorry. Game over for you.
0: Yeah, I've... Um... My personal opinion of it, I can kind of see it more for stuff like events or things that you need. To, you would usually pay to get into anyway, so the likes of the football, wrestling, you know, nightclubs I can kind of get that one, but when you throw it back onto the, the shops and the pubs type idea with it, you don't pay to go to a pub, you don't pay to go into a restaurant so you shouldn't have to kind of do that anyway you know, it's a free house for a reason they call these pubs, you know, which is why I think you maybe should ignore it for that type of stuff and maybe favour it towards the large scale events but Ross another side of it I think there's a bit of a debate as well for a lot of wrestling promoters especially ones who run the smaller type of companies that don't have the supports maybe like the likes of Progress and ICW have because they're running stuff on the network they've got that money coming in but a big dilemma for a lot of these uh, promoters is obviously talent coming in because you use a lot of overseas talent for a lot of shows and also the idea of the fact they've got two guys or two women you know that's not discriminate gender on this one eh, co- eh, taking on each other in close contact you know they might not have access to testing they might not have access to any of that stuff so they do not guarantee the safety of the wrestlers in the ring so if they were to introduce a sort of passport idea not just for the fans that could actually help you know in terms of that give the promoters a bit of more peace of
1: mind too yeah um, it's a tricky one like small promotions just like amateur football like you know all the all the little leagues and all the all the non-leagues in England get cancelled because they couldn't guarantee testing. I'm sorry, but until we, you know, get to a stage where you can either afford testing or COVID passports come in, which is what is looking like what's going forward, you shouldn't be running shows. And, obviously, we talk about, oh, well, you know, people like to use other other wrestlers from other places and what have you. I think it is just a case of, with, with the world in shambles, like it is now, it's going to have to be a case of, well, tough, you know what, you know what I mean? Like it's a case of if you've not been vaccinated, you don't get the passport. Therefore you can't come work for this promotion. You know what I mean? Like, unless there is testing in place. You know what I mean? Like it's just what we're seeing in Scotland just now, the Scottish Cup is being played. It's like sort of a mini tournament. There's going to be five rounds in the space of 10 weeks because it's a case of it's been delayed so long to get to the point where lower league clubs could guarantee testing for their players and non-league clubs were given assurances that they were given the money to test their players, you know what I mean? Like it's, COVID is something that we're, we've never had before and we're never going to have the likes of again, fingers crossed, you know what I mean? So. in
0: their lifetime at least.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wait till, wait till I'm yeah. dead, for God's sake. Uh, next week um, but yeah because like, you see things like the European Championships it's just been announced as we're on air Scotland are going to have tw- uh, 12,500 fans or there's going to be 12,500 fans allowed into each game at Hamden and the Euros so stadiums will not be at capacity I don't imagine that people will be allowed to travel for these games I imagine it will all be Scottish people and in Wembley it will be all English people what have you So, it's weird that, you know, it's annoying that certain indie shows aren't back yet, it's annoying that certain indie promotions are suffering, but it's also annoying for everyone that, you know, we're in a Covid era, so until testing or passports come in, it's a case of, well, tough, you know what I mean, tough you-know-what. I mean, to give you a
2: wee bit of context there, I've actually got my first indie show booked for this year at the end of July, I'm going to Manchester. And the venue that they're using, they're going to only be doing fifty percent capacity, no, as a way to balance it. But promotions down south, um, Wrestle Circus have announced dates. TNT have announced dates. Um, Cross travel between like England and Scotland is apparently going to be possible by the time you hit June, July time. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, wait, like, wait, if we do get people travelling in, come that point of the year, I'm not hard. I'm
0: not counting my chickens, you know, until they count, until it happens, you know, because I've been bumped many times before by this stupid <laughs> disease, <laughs> you know, I, I, I came out last marks and said, ah, oh, pubs will be open in May, we'll be all right, we'll be good to go, and then look at us.
1: And for the anchor's live on, on here. He's one of the only people that got to go on holiday last year, Hawkins, he is. I mean, for, for the record, live and air,
2: Covid has actually prevented me from giving Stephen Wilson a kick in the buzz for at least six or seven months minimum now. <laughs> I
0: think it's been longer than that, man, though. I think it's much longer than
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I it's been a year now.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah. I've been shading it up real nice and sticking it straight up to the candy asses. Uh, but not as an interesting point. I you got to put wrestling into that. Wrestling will get the same mainstream, you know, attention as football because of the Euro type stuff as well. But I think there is a the way things are going, there is a potential that by the autumn we could have these things back again. But you never you know, you know. We get told last year, ah, the vaccine will do everything. The vaccine's going like out, and the vaccine came in, going, ah, we need to wait for this, this, and that. It's like stop moving
1: the bloody goalposts but this isn't a politics podcast I'm not going to get to into say, I was about to say Chris Whitty can we get back
0: to the wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> don't compare me to Chris Whitty have you seen that man? He wears a suit three sizes too big for him <laughs>
2: okay, Stephen doesn't look like he's worn a suit in his life these days it's been that long
1: oh, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I get actually I don't. complimented by um, uh, Chris Murray yesterday because on the WrestleMania 17 show I wore my WrestleMania 17 t-shirt <clears throat> on the China show that we recorded yesterday, I wore this DX top, and they went, you've stepped up the t-shirt game, I'm like, it's it's the only sort of routine, unless it's going to work, I don't put on anything except shorts and sweatpants, you know what I mean, like, like I'm living in filth for Christ's sake. <laughs>
2: Right, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you said it's him that complimented you, I thought you were about to say, well my mum says I'm a special boy. <laughs> well my mum told me I'm the most handsome boy in Asda, alright? No, then what did you tell your brother then? What did you tell your brother? He <laughs> doesn't
1: work in Asda, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, he's, let's be honest, his brother's second fiddle in that house because they bought a dog. Let's be brutally honest.
2: <laughs> Hi, we Dexter Loomis, the Doug. We Dexter Loomis, the Doug.
0: So, later on tonight, or yesterday if you're listening to it on the podcast network, the takeover's going to go out. The pre show for Takeover starts at midnight UK time. Not the only thing is happening at midnight UK time because we are getting the report from the all party parliamentary group on wrestling are obviously yeah, looking
1: too
0: into. About this. <laughs> like, I know I sounded, re- I, sounded I, know. Really, I sounded really. I really cheery about that. But, uh, yeah, they are releasing their report. They are essentially they've been looking into the whole aftermath of the speaking out movement. They've had. They've had talks with wrestlers such as Cara Noir and I believe Real Riley as well from the UK scene. This is a big potential report big implications for the wrestling industry in the wake of the speaking out movement grant this could be a major turnaround for how this uh, industry goes about it in the uk
2: I, I think there's a lot of people i follow been following on twitter a lot of people are nervous about what is this going to mean for wrestling in the uk what does this do to the brit wrestling scene on the on the fallout from speaking out and i mean some key things to take in mind is this group is just about investigating that they've taken in um, information from all over fans wrestlers promotions they've spoke to all sorts at all levels but they cannot enforce anything so people need to keep a realistic expectation of what's going to come out in the back of this it is still going to have a huge bit put on that the promoters themselves be trustworthy and that is where the trust was probably at its most shattered was now that promoters are starting to put things out again you're already seeing people pop, popping up going, well, this person was actually named and speaking out, so can we really trust you? That sort of thing. Um, obviously it's happened with Progress already, Paul Robinson, they cut ties with him, he's putting out his own He's put out his own statement, that sort of thing, so I'm very cautious in how this, if this will actually mean a real difference or if it is going to be an, like, just like a token spoken piece, you know, there's there's a lot that could come out I know that one of the things that changed in law down in England was the whole coaches the thing that certain wrestlers I'm not going to name just because of the whole liable thing but with trainees and that you know it is now the law that if the trainee is under 18 that is breaking the law that is you being a predator simple as that it is in the law now Um, but still too little too late some might say
0: yeah why it wasn't a law in wrestling when it's a law in pretty much any other far off
1: sports you know as yeah, strange a law, one it's a law for teachers as well it's a law in colleges in uh, like in colleges it does in university where people are you know people go back to you know university as an adult I went back at 26 but there's a there's a law preventing teachers and students dating each other because there is a a position of power there you know t- children do stay in school past the age of 16 sometimes depending on what level of education they want to get to. There's laws against that, you know, it is wrestling for far too long policed itself, When I use that term police loosely, like it was, you know, we we've we spoke to people who are involved in wrestling or went on to train in wrestling, or we won't name names in case they get into a bit of trouble, you know, but they, they said that, oh, well, I can't do this, well, why can't you do that? oh well my trainer doesn't like this whereas someone else at a different school was like yeah I can do this 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 and this if I want it, it felt as if for far too long large portions of of certain teachers and certain schools policed how people conducted themselves and policed what people could uh, do and almost almost held people down you know what, a, a gimmick that you know, maybe won't stand up now is the the Kenny Williams gimmick of Forever Trainees. that he's not done anything wrong, by the way. I'm just pointing out the gimmick that he did on screen. Because a lot of things were done to make sure that people were actually kept down longer. And like, it was all seen as paying your dues. When in actual fact, it was, you know, it was free labor. It It was slave labor. Yeah, it was people. It was people carrying heavy equipment and you know ring gear and transporting stuff without you know the appropriate licenses and what have you and it was all just seen as ach, well it's wrestling it places itself on. Or you don't involve people you know there's a hierarchy and you follow you know you earn your stripes and what have you and i think what this thing coming out will do will will prevent maybe more exploitation and put laws in place to maybe protect students when they go to these places because that's probably as Grant said that's probably about as much as they could do they've put regulations on wrestling that they've put in the real world you know because wrestling is in that weird spot of it's not it's not a not a legit non-scripted sport but it's not a it's not a business of entertainment you know for years we've heard about scandals in Hollywood and what have you and scandals in you know football Scottish Premiership just uh released a statement regarding uh, historical child abuse through all clubs in Scotland. Wrestling's sort of in the middle of that, and so for a while it's sort of just been ignored by authorities and it's sort of been allowed to police itself. And I think this is going to, a lot of promotions have taken the right steps, we should say that. This isn't going to be a case at like, oh, well my local promotion now has to do this, this and this. A lot of promotions have taken steps to get rid of abusers, to Make sure talent feels comfortable, to make sure talent feels safe working with certain people. Aye. Sure. Yeah, but, uh, but this law will make it a law rather than just the right thing to do.
2: I mean, you've. I'd say you've got it in the money there. It's, it is that whole thing that it, it kind of feels like, well, they don't belong under, like, theatre and performing arts but they don't fall under sport. They're like the unwanted bern in the middle. I didn't want that, in. I didn't want that, in. It's, like, so it's been left today, fend for itself and it's become a, a toxic environment at points, um, I mean some promotions are doing really good and being very transparent, um, Catch Pro Wrestling, the one that I'm going down to in July, they've put out their full safeguarding procedure which has been very well written, everyone on the team has got to sign it and uh, like the guys that run it have shared their signed copies and stuff like that, so it does give you that reassurance. That you know there are people yeah. that are taking it seriously. They are, they are sort of. But you know, it is it is still okay. It is going to be a slow trust exercise to get every fan back. Because there are people who will maybe fall into it too easy. There are people that are on the opposite side. I'd say too cynical, and I get why that is. They've been burned too many times. They've been on the wrong end of it. There needs to be a middle ground where people do need to get like. There's too many that are trying to like stop things, but at the same time they don't want to stop so it's like are you giving them a second chance or are you saying they can't yeah. it has to be one or the other there needs to be a, a middle ground found it's too, yeah. it's too many extremes getting played yeah. about
0: yeah. totally I, I think at least it's going to take things in a positive step and move it away from a point that we'll never see all the stuff that you know came out in the last year again we'll never see people having to go through these type of events that they went through training to do something that they love you know so they should never have to be put in that position but it's, glad, it's a good thing that they finally the higher the authorities are at least taking some serious matter as opposed to just going with what you usually kind of see as us oh, just wrestling you know let's go away. Like, you know, wrestling as a sport or an entertainment aspect of it so you need to kind of treat it properly in that aspect of it but we will move away from that more serious t- topic and we will go on to AEW because we can't forget about AEW in the midst of Wrestlemania week they have stuff going on they've got the last ever head-to-head with NXT tonight at the time of recording. But they also had, obviously, last week's uh, show, which was main-evented by Arcade Anarchy. The match between uh, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor against Kip Sabian and Miro, formerly known as Rusev. And what can only be described as mental... Because <laughs> the best ones <laughs> Are putting it Any of you Jets Been able to watch The full match Yet
1: I have no. uh, I haven't seen it
0: Are you glad With this know, It was just you I was questioning <laughs> <To be> fair, <laughs> I,
1: more, I, I, I did Would you call it I did I, my, my experience Of Dynamite Is Watching clips On YouTube When they're must see And uh, Stumbling across it On STV, Which I did The other night um, I watched Christian's first match back. I watched the loved the Inner Circle uh, taking back their locker room. Loved um love Britt Baker rubbing Thunder Rose's nose in it. The fact that the biggest win of her career doesn't count because it was an unsanctioned match. <laughs> and then I just oh, yeah, the tiredness got the better of me and it's WrestleMania week and you know, got to regulate myself here, Stephen I've kept myself busy all day so I can go for a sleep after this. I've got another live stream to do, because as usual on this podcast, I'm the busiest man on WrestleMania week, so I've got to...
0: To be fair, you volunteered to do these. Nobody makes you do them. You know, there's like, there's 17 other people who could do it. You know, it's not no, like be only my guy here. There's
1: about five. <laughs> there's about five that are willing to do it, and three of them are on this show.
0: <laughs> so... You fell asleep before the Adarki match, uh, yeah. Grad, yeah you was
1: know, long story short, I didn't watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, grad, there was hijinks, there was, you know, crazy spots. Penelope Ford gets whacked with a bit of uh, window by a returning Chris Statlander. Uh, Trent comes back, and so does his mom. It's a feel good story, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a feel good story, <laughs> then.
2: If anything, what you can, what I picked up for this is when you come down to like these like really daft stipulation matches that can just be wild, like the parking lot brawl, arcade anarchy. Best friends in Orange Cast, they are your go-to guys for it because they can bring the legit wrestling aspect, but they can also have a lot of fun with it. I, I honestly, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic match, and I know for a lot of people, this feud before that was kind of like, oh god, is this feud still going? Is this ever going to end? I'm um, sick, like fed up here you know, like this. Miro and Kip Sabian partnership, but this match was absolutely outstanding. I loved it, um, and it was. It was a highlight of Dynamite, along with Christian's return match. Christian's return with Frankie Kazarian was beautiful. Could not fault I mean, it.
0: I'm really surprised that none of the two of you have said the highlight of Dynamite was the formation of Q T Marshall's U Stable <laughs> with <Antonia> go <Gogo>. go <laughs>
2: See, Anthony Agogo has been signed with them for ages. He's just not being. Uh, and I I, 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 I'm, 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 open. I'm open to giving that an opportunity because you know it's actually given him a bit of personality. Like he has be, he has become a bit of an asshole, and you know a lot of people weren't a big fan of him. Well, why not put that to good use? Make him an asshole so people want to see him get battered.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've got less of an issue with Anthony Agogo, and I've got more of an issue with a push for Q.T. Marshall. I, I just, I've just not bought
1: how gutted is Anthony Agogo he was he was earmarked for the inner circle he's now in QT Marshall stable. it's still
0: him fans. him uh, Aaron Solo obviously Bailey's former fiance
2: former Mr. Bailey
0: yeah I, 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 I feel bad but it's the only real thing I know about and the other guy who is a big guy you know let's be brutally honest he's really big uh, but, uh, there's there was a lot of good obviously Christian's return match is good it's great to see Christian get in there uh, Sting and Darby Allen, you know had their regular coffee break thing you know give them something else to do these two I mean it's just it's. I'd like to see them do something else <laughs> uh, but Dynamite tonight Grant big stuff going on in that particular one we have got a match probably screams dream match to you of a uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers taking on John Moxley and the Young Bucks.
2: This match is screaming, like, like you know, putting that match. You put that match on to go up against Takeover. Like, let's face it, that is the reason that match is there, is to give something that could match what's on Takeover. Because on paper, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers against Moxley and the Bucks. It, like, this story is like really because I mean, like, like half a year ago, we were guessing. Oh well, the bucks are kind of finally turning heel, just like Omega. It's going to be the three of them together, and then the Good Brothers come in and completely rewrite the story. I, I like looking at like this whole card. That's at least been announced. That match is like my highlight, but I'm looking at everything else that's on it, and I still look forward to the rest of the card. It's actually a fairly solid card. That's just, I'll be honest. Takeover is still going to edge it for me tonight because Takeover is looking beautiful.
0: It's a banging takeover card I mean everybody Everybody's said that this could be the night The final night of the Wednesday Night Wars in America I And mean, this will be the, probably the night that Triple H beats Tony Khan You know, NXT vs AEW But it is a takeover I mean, It's an absolute banger of an actual thing there Everything's going on that one I mean, Ross, I mean Would you feel sort Any other week you would watch Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Mox and Bucks But tonight's probably not going to be that night
1: no, tonight, obviously, is NXT TakeOver and it's WrestleMania week into the bargain. So, like, is as big as, you know, I know for Grand New Japan's uh, Wrestle Kingdom is like his pilgrimage every year, January 4th, is like his, his WrestleMania week. But like, for the the mass of the, the, the majority of the wrestling community, WrestleMania week is the week. And like, it, there's a reason that Ring of Honor and other in TNA and so many other promotions go to the uh, the area where WrestleMania is usually held in non-COVID times, and host their big shows of the year, and host their biggest gigs of the year, and get you know the most fan interaction of the year, and you know spend the most money to get. The biggest, you know, non WWE talent they can, in, you know what I mean. It's WrestleMania, so yeah. For for Takeover to go up against the AEW, I think you'll still have you know the loyal people that watch AEW that will watch it. But Takeover is Takeover, and it's on a res- it's a WrestleMania weekend Takeover, and it's also on a night where, and I made the point talking about WrestleMania not having great. um, that just bell to bell matches for a while, and for that New Japan was getting those accolades quite a bit. And uh, a weekend where we're going to see Seth Rollins versus Cesaro and Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. We're also going to have Kushida versus Pete Dunne on this takeover. So, and of course, you're going to see Johnny Gargano go up against one of six potential guys. Johnny Gargano, Mr. Takeover. So, this is going to be a weekend uh, sorry a week I keep saying weekend it's a week now it it's gotten damn big it's a Wednesday it, night <laughs> it's mental I know I know I, I mean you, you do look at it and it's like a
2: case of I mean like you know from for the indie Smark and me will be like hey look at all those great Mania matches not like I've seen them before No at Ring Honor No at PWG but I don't know what to take that away from, I, do, I, I don't want to take that away for WWE I think these matches are going to be good in their own right it's I think people can be guilty of, as we've seen with Styles and Nakamura, you put too much stock in what what the old matches were, and you can't take yeah. away things like the old Nakamura Styles matches when a, a, as an all time classic. You're not, you can't, you can't catch lightning in a bottle. Very rarely can you catch lightning in a bottle, yeah. but if you get if you let them run with it, guaranteed Owens and Zay, Owens and Zane, Cesaro and Rollins, they two matches have potential show she'd have Pete done, I reckon is. It's probably one of the top three matches I'm looking forward to over this coming like five days.
0: I mean, AEW are throwing something unusual at, the, at tonight, uh, announcing Mike Tyson is returning the Dynamite <laughs> tonight. You know, that I mean that's something we're
1: going up against WrestleMania for Christ's sake. If, <laughs> I mean, if something ever screams WrestleMania week, 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 yeah, yeah, they got it right that time. I... If something ever screams WrestleMania week, it's Mike Tyson showing up at the competition. Oh, it's something else. I mean, when
0: well, you mentioned that WrestleMania card, this is an interesting point. I'm just going to bring up the note. Uh, a lot of people are comparing this WrestleMania to WrestleMania 31. WrestleMania 31 had a horrendous build up in many people's minds. But I feel that in the last six years, obviously, it's been the best all round WrestleMania. Match for match, I think. It was hard to find a bad match on that card. Not many great. There, wasn't a, there was matches that weren't great. There wasn't really bad ones in there, which I think is going to make interest, and I think that's what this WrestleMania's got in prospect as well. Other than Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, not looking forward to that one. You know, I'm not a fan well, of cage matches. I'm going to be brutally right. honest. I don't like cage matches.
2: Why are you not looking forward to Braun the Tank Engine?
1: Oh no, I love I love Braun's like <laughs> I love it so much. That
2: wasn't a time game. You just sounded like Tugger in South Park. Is Russell Crowe going to start fighting someone beside you there? (laughs) And again, it's Russell Crowe! I mean, I'm more looking forward to I'm more
0: looking forward to seeing what (laughs) Omos is going to do. I bet he hits a
1: moonsault. Could you imagine that big man hitting a moonsault? Oh my God. I I want to see Omos just pick up Xavier Woods and slam him as hard as he can. (laughs) While, while
2: we're talking almost that, just a little side note See that cameo thing, have you guys all seen that? You know, you can pay for like a message for folk yeah. WWE, WWE has actually teamed up with them for WrestleMania weekend You can get one for almost, it's 112 quid <laughs> What? How many words are you going to get out for that? Because like, how many words has he spoke on telly? I,
1: I've had a look at that camel, uh, cameo and oh my god Some of the prices people pay Like, you <laughs> do get some of them but it's <laughs> like I'm charging four hundred pound, but all my money is going to you know the the American Juvenile uh, Fund for Diabetes. You're like, oh, that's nice. She's raising money for charity. Then you get people like David Hasselhoff. I'm charging four hundred dollars, and it's going straight to my back pocket. The, w- the WWE <laughs> ones, like the cheapest was one hundred and twelve,
2: and some of them, like I think Shane McMahon was like one of the top for expense, but I drew in that, and they were 300 and three hundred and three hundred and seventy-five each, and I was like. Like what if you put this into like per word you'll probably get like a minute of video. What is it gonna essentially charging like what like a like ten hour a word or something like that? I mean if you see
0: sorry i on Sorry. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. On no, on you go. Yeah.
1: My favourite thing on cameo was finding out, unfortunately finding out after we did the visceral show that Mole from Men on a Mission, you can get a cameo from him for twenty dollars. I think we could have had a whip round the podcast and got Mo to do the introduction for the Christmas special I mean I
2: always wonder if, if me and Gary win this fun. weekend we, if me and Gary win this weekend I'll pay the 20 bucks myself to get Mo to announce me and Gary as champions <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean you mentioned those prices at cameos I thought that was something strange but then I, listened, I watched that round of quiz showdown that Daniel did with the strange things the strange prices for stuff and it's like yeah, there's some people who buy some weird stuff, <laughs> but the uh, um, dynamite tonight is on for anybody. Or dynamite was on last night. If you're not watching his live, <laughs> and, um,
1: and who can believe is, Mike Tyson hit a four-fifty squad? I know. And Omos hit
0: a four-fifty. Hit a shooting star press. You know, <laughs> uh, Alan Laurie, You know, he's been. In, he's great interaction here. Says that Omos is going to do it to Woods with Drew did to the money in the bank briefcase that one time on Raw. Ie, oh, launch it up the ramp <laughs> That's a WrestleMania ramp as well, it's not going to be small. The list of potential Christmas specials on this podcast is growing, we now can add Omos to the list along with Jack Swagger, and then to listen to this week's feature show. Um, to round off the show, obviously, there's more to WrestleMania week or weekend, depending on what you said, than just WWE. I'm going to hand it over to a resident independent wrestling expert Grant, who's going to outline some of the other stuff that's going on in WrestleMania weekend outside of WWE.
2: Right. So I've got I've listed a bunch of matches, probably about 10, 12 in total, that are particular what I'd say highlight matches. Some of these guys you'll have heard of. Some of them you won't have. Possibly, you know, maybe in the indie mark that I'm. I, I'll, I'll gauge your reactions to to some of them. So. First one, the big one for me, Nick Gage vs Ricky Shane Page is happening at Spring Break for GCW. That is going to be a violent affair with the feud that they've had going on for like pretty much the last year in GCW. So that's one. Uh, the next one, um, have any of yous watched any of the Josh Barnett Bloodsport events or when Matt Riddle done them? Seen some of them. It's John Moxley vs Josh Barnett is the main event that's going to be beautiful someone who I've got a few of his matches mentioned Leo Rush um, v. Zioia, um, who I'm not too familiar with and also Chavo Guerrero v. Rocky Romero are also happening at Bloodsport like, uh, I've seen GCW. the
0: Chavo one advertised uh, yeah, I've seen that one That interested me quite a bit
2: like, GCW is running a ton of shows and they are very diverse um, there's a soul and a pole match <laughs> what that involves I do not know <laughs> Rossi's face is just saying that on there I said soul and a pole um, that is between.
1: Is
2: so? <laughs> that is between Effie and Ace Perry at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Um, Big Gay Brunch is actually a really entertaining show. I've watched one of on them before. Uh, we have Leo Rush vs Lee Moriarty in a first time ever match at For the Culture against GCW. Two Cold Scorpio vs Rich Swan. Uh, we've got Davy Boy Smith Jr. who was looking pretty banging at the Hall of Fame ceremony with a bull- with a bulldog in that and some questionable fashion choices, but respect. Uh, he's against KTB at Score. And the last one that I kind of noted was Jordan Oliver vs. Leo Rush. That's happening at Spring Break.
0: Did, did you say too cool Scorpio versus Rich Swann?
2: Yes, <laughs> I did.
0: What the hell? What's next? Is Savio Vega going to show up at one of these
1: shows? <laughs> oh, I hope so. Oh, I always feel wrong because Savio Vega kind of <laughs> stopped becoming a thing as I started watching wrestling. And oh, uh, he's uh, just he seems,
2: seems on the lawn. <laughs> just add Mark Jindrak to that man with the like the best drop kick. But like, if you look at it, like Leo Rush, is definitely like, he's putting in the work over that weekend. I think I saw the GCW shows that they were doing. They were doing actually like a group ticket where you could get a ticket for every single one of the GCW shows, and I think a front row seat for every show together was like a combined price of like four hundred and fifty dollars. Um, I've got like a spreadsheet, and it's got the entire list of like pretty much every show on over many a weekend, and it's a lot smaller than what it was last, like two years ago when I tried staying yeah. up for the best part of six days to follow. I think I watched like thirty-four shows in the space of six days. Yeah, I was like, much I was like, oh, for obvious reasons. This I was like, ho- I was like Homer in The Simpsons. Have you been up all night eating, eating cheese?
1: I think, I I'm, think blind. I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: the match earlier in the week that I thought, I, I mentioned the other day. Incredible to see was Leo Rush versus Enzo Amore. That would have been interesting, you know. Enzo's Enzo apparently still got a lot, of, a lot of like backstage at WWE.
2: He's got a lot of like in a lot of places. Like he's been on uh, like um, obviously Gallows and Anderson have have the worst pay per view of all time, um, talking shop, mania one and two, and Enzo appeared on that, and it, it was it was actually really hilarious his appearance. Appearance, he just literally came in and was like. I got paid to do this. This is pish. I'm off. He's on camera
1: with you as well.
0: Oh, you'd charge a fortune. Oh. <laughs> the certified G and the bona fide studs—you can't teach that, man. You can't pay for it either because it's gonna cost a fortune. But
2: think how different it could have been to if Lashley, uh, not Lashley, if Leo Rush was still in WWE. Could you imagine how different the heart business would be when you've got MVP being
1: serious? To- Lashley. <laughs> I loved Leo Rush with Lashley. I thought it was, was it was brilliant. for a while it was the best Lashley gimmick because it was the only time we showed personality.
0: Yeah, and then they get rid of, they, they put Leo Rush dead XD and put Lashley with
1: Lara <laughs> Less said about that than I, mean, I covered that for a raw report. It's horrendous. Oh yeah,
2: was <laughs> one of those things you lashes get someone for the mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: at least Lashley gets off but there's uh, so a great variety of uh, matches that Grant's mentioned there are some technical matches some Vince Russo
1: inspired matches in there as well I should well, really you, know. say, well,
2: you can get them all you can get them all on Fight TV because I'm probably going to pick up a few of them for a bit of banter since they're only about 10 quid each
1: I'm just thinking you're talking about regulating your sleeping part and as soon as this show ends I'm going to sleep till the NXT TakeOver preview show and then I'm not getting up till then. You've got to, you've got to start strong. You've got to get yourself into a routine for WrestleMania a week.
2: Oh no, I just I didn't did. sleep. I just didn't sleep for it. It's like you're the man that might do the most podcasts in here, Ross. But I'm probably the man in here on this podcast that watches the most actual wrestling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the point you need to start because you've got the two takeovers. If you want to watch the SmackDown, cause SmackDown actually looks really good to watch this week because it's got mm. those two matches. You've got that, NXT and then you got the main Oh yeah, no,
2: I've not even talked about that I mean, uh, we're, somebody's going face Walter against Rampage uh, Jackson, what was that? Oh, the, the women's tag match for NXT UK actually looks a banger this week Kaylee Ray and Isla Dawn against Millie McKenzie and Satamura, that is banger written on it
0: See, I would love it if Champa beats Walter and Champa just shows up at and the BT Studios just <laughs> swaggering in <laughs> You know they've, they've, they've like Oh, we're booked. We've advertised two Walter matches to take place one night after each other. What's going to happen to Walter's first match?
2: The fact that I've not seen Ciampa in so long, then I suddenly saw that he had hair, and I was like, "Is this what Hockney looks like without a hat on?"
0: Put my hat here. <laughs> <laughs> Knock my headphones off. Live on air, you know. <laughs> <laughs> on that note I think we should round off this particular special edition of ESSR Central for anybody who's watched us live in this
1: edition YouTube, what is that hat about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: this is a gimmick
0: I stuck an old hat on while I was out putting a second coat of paint on the fence and it's still sitting here it is absolutely guff that's why I used it for painting <laughs> uh, oh, <my> <laughs> uh, yeah again If you've watched us live on Facebook or YouTube Thank you very much, hope you've enjoyed it Thank you to everybody who's commented along If you are listening to us on a regular slot On the podcast network on a Thursday Obviously, hope you've enjoyed it too And if you've not subscribed to us on that Please subscribe to us now We are on all the good podcasting platforms The one you're listening to us on All other ones You can find us Eat, Sleep, Simplex, Retweet On all the social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram At Simplex, Retweet Of course, we're also on YouTube, lots of great content on there, we've released a few great shows over the last week or so Quiz Showdown 9 was on there, Ross was on that, find out if he won it You know, it's been over a week now, so we can find out if he has won it There's the cricket tournament final, you know, the winner of that particular I heard that the winner of that final has not yet received his trophy So, Gamble, being Hockney, whoever won that match, wants the trophy
2: the Booker, so, the
0: Booker T. Trophy. The Booker T. Trophy. Yes, absolutely Me or Hockney Not going to spoil it What a trophy <laughs> uh, So loads of great content On the YouTube stuff Loads of great stuff On the podcast network As well Of course there is A central show And feature shows as well This week we released A show on the Raw after Mania Myself and Ross were on That it was a very fun show To be on Next week We'll be talking about The career of China Interesting in the a week One
1: as well man.
0: Yep <laughs> And the week after that, me and Grant are on that one We're going to be talking about Dark Side of the Ring That's going to be an interesting show On the on the platform, loads of great content Coming up, Hit so subscribe to get it all But from us on Central I'd like to thank Ross and Grant for joining me Gents, thanks for being here on this special Live edition of Central
1: No,
2: it's not at all, I had fun <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a pleasure lad I think we've managed to keep the swearing To a minimum, you know, please do not say fuck a bugger
0: Yep <laughs> We did have, uh <laughs> Some interesting comments on the, on the streams that I will not read out, but hey ho, that is for another day. <laughs> I am <have been,
1: laughs> to you the Gordon Duncan of, uh, of of wrestling podcasts.
0: I don't have the hair of Gordon Duncan. That man's got a great bald. Motherfucker, his finest.
1: I'm not going to call you that actually because does that make me Hugh Keaven's? Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> you can be Mark, you can be Mark
1: Wilson if you want.
0: Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stephen Wilson, we'll see you next time.
2: Hello, I am Jack Graham. I am Scott McLeod. And I'm David Hockney.
1: And you can catch us hosting one of the greatest shows in the history of podcasts Saturday Draft You can join every Saturday to
2: find out who the ESSR has the best chance of winning the current season of our Saturday Draft. As
0: always, you can catch Saturday Draft live on all good podcasting platforms.